You're listening to a rebroadcast of a live walk talk from Instagram. The message. So let's go ahead and get to today's walk talk. If you're new to my ministry and you're just now following my account, my name is Matt McMillan. I'm a Christian author. I've written seven books. All of my books are available on Amazon in paperback and Kindle. Um, I've had my social media ministry, I don't know, I guess I started it around 2011 or so. Started it on Facebook. When I started it on Facebook, I really just wanted to get the message out there. And it kind of morphed into a pretty big ministry on Facebook. I've got about 500,000 followers on Facebook. If you're on there, check it out. Um, and then I was like, well, let's try Instagram. Then now Instagram has grown pretty pretty big. Um, and now I'm on TikTok. So I'm trying to get the TikTok account to grow. So if you're on TikTok, check that out too. Now, um, my ministry is a lot different than a lot of ministries. Many ministries will focus on a particular individual. And I understand that the name of my ministry is Matt McMillan Ministries, but you got to name it something. Got to name it something. But it's really not focused on me. I am just the branch. Jesus is the vine. Um, I'm not a tube. I'm not a lifeless noodle. It's not all of God and none of me. It's both of us in a relationship together. So when, and this is a side note, when John said, um, I must increase, he must decrease, John wasn't talking about himself as a person. He was talking about the law of Moses. John taught the law. So the law had to decrease, and that's going to be part of my message today. The law had to decrease so that the grace message, Jesus, could increase. I must decrease. He must increase. That is not about false humility. You know, we see that all the time in churches. People have the dirty worm theology. I'm nothing. God's everything. No, you're everything too you are. So my ministry has grown over the years from that dirty worm theology to what it is today. I have learned that I am the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. And when I say that, I'm not saying like, that's a separate thing. You're the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. As if it's separate, it's not separate. That is what you actually are. So I've learned who I am. I've learned that my old sinful self died. I was buried in the tomb and I was resurrected way back in the mid eighties when I was a little boy, when I was saved. Even though I was saved, I was taught error, error, error. So many flies in the ointment of the gospel. And if you're hearing anything that creates stress, fear, anxiety, something that makes you feel less than, not good enough, you lack something, that's not the truth. You lack nothing. You are complete. You're in Christ. You're a brand new creation. You still sin because you're a human being. I'm not saying you don't sin, but you are not sinful. So we have to separate who we are from what we do. Once we understand that, we realize our mind is being renewed, not us. 
we're brand new. Different subject, different day, but all three parts of you are holy, spirit, soul, and body. But my ministry is different because I don't wanna focus on the gifts or the talents of one particular person. I wanna have the ability to say, I might be wrong. You ever follow somebody and my gosh, it would absolutely kill them to say, I'll think about that. that you might have a point. That type of leadership is cultish. It's like a cult. When you follow somebody and they're never wrong, the great and all powerful so-and-so. So there are even some of those type of teachers in the new covenant Time, community. 19 minutes, 32 yeah. seconds, total Let distance, 1.0 miles, so average pace, 19 minutes, 31 seconds per mile, split pace, 19 minutes, 31 seconds per mile. But even in the new covenant community, there are some teachers who it would, it would kill them to consider that they might be struggling with some type of error. So everybody struggles with error. Everybody doesn't know everything and we don't have to know everything. We have to know Jesus. Once we know Jesus, we come to understand who we are through him. And the truth ultimately is exposed by all of the error being pushed up and out, up and out. So, you know, it's like a splinter. When you have a splinter, eventually it's going to come out. So. We have to switch our ministries to understanding that we don't know everything. We don't have to know everything. We don't have to have ministries where we prove everybody wrong. We don't have to have ministries where all we do is talk about the bad things that other Christians are doing. We could focus on Jesus. So that's where I have tried to get to where I'm at. I'm still learning and growing in that. I still struggle, but my maturity is increasing my maturity not who i am so that's my ministry just to give you a little bit of a background and i started doing these walk talks i'm going to slow down because i'm losing my breath here i'm out here for exercise <laughs> so um i do these walk talks because i had a lot of requests for um longer messages rather than just little memes or you know even in my books um, people want to hear me actually talk so that's why i started these so i hope you guys are enjoying these but these walk talks are meant to just have a casual conversation with you that's how we truly express the gospel when we go to church and we hear people hear a person up on stage one person one person's opinion nobody gets to say anything nobody gets to talk about anything you bow down to that one person's opinion and that's it and if you don't like it you can kick rocks that's not how the gospel was meant to be enjoyed fellowship is what we were supposed to enjoy and i know i'm kind of rambling on here but it's sunday so i'm gonna get away with that today um the new type of church that we have and i say new because it's a couple thousand years old not even a couple thousand years old we have created what church is today we see nothing in scripture which commands us to go to a building nothing some people want to use remember the sabbath and keep it holy that's talking about the temple okay so that's not church 
We can't retrofit that into what we want church to be. And then people will be Hebrews 10, 25 to death. That's not talking about church either. The entire message in the book of Hebrews is the author trying to get people to stop going to a building, the temple. There's no sacrifice left to be had at the temple. Jesus was the last sacrifice. So we have created what today's church is. I'm not against today's church. Let's just be clear. I'm not anti-church. Go to church, enjoy it. You're free. You're free. If you want to go, go. Don't think that I am saying, oh, all Matt talks about is not going to church. Go to church. But some people, but you, first of all, you have to understand you are the church. First of all, you're the church. God lives in you, in your being. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit, not a building. God does not live in temples built by human hands. It's clear all throughout scripture. So when people are rude and aggressive and pressure filled and telling you, you've got to go to church, that's error. But if you want to go, go. You're free. You're free. You're free. You're free. Not anti-church, but some people receive so much error at church. I would say run for the hills and don't go. If you hear a message every single week, which is just littered with commandments from Moses, leave. I'll say that to anybody. Or stay. Go. You're free. For me, I leave. I've tried it. You don't have to be like me. You know, we have so many people with social media ministries. They're like, just be like me. Get up. Read your Bible. Put God first. Uh, do all these things. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'm going to reel that back in because that's a tr trigger for me too. I see so many ministries where they're like, just be like me. I'm the best. I'm your best example. Rarely do you hear about Jesus. But you don't have to be like me. You can even unfollow me. I don't care. That's fine. I might not be your cup of tea. But I'm going to tell you what I have learned so far in my ministry. And in my ministry, you're free. You're free to go to church. You're free to not go to church. Um, there's no New Testament, New Covenant commandment which says you shalt, thou shalt go to church. Fellowship is important. Some people don't have that option. Some people receive religious abuse every Sunday. Some people just, they're constantly bombarded with anti-Christ theology. You know, in scripture, when anti-Christ is mentioned, not talking about a person, it's talking about anybody who is against the grace of God. When we're told uh, in 2 Timothy to rightly divide the word, start at the top. Paul talks about grace. He's talking about rightly dividing law from grace. But yet we want to use that passage to tell people to teach the Bible according to what they think. Okay. <laughs> this is the spot where I turn around. So let's, uh, let's get back on topic here and talk about today's message. I'm going to go longer today, guys. I know you got your phone up in your, in your face, maybe. Uh, that's cool. Thanks for hanging out and happy Father's Day to everybody out there. So depart from me. I never knew you. You're not on fire enough for God. You're just lukewarm. He'll say depart from you. No, it's not going to happen. Will not happen. First of all, the words lukewarm is not in Matthew chapter 7. And if we're talking about 
being on fire for God. Where they're pulling that from is Revelation 3. And that passage actually says you can be cold. You can be hot or cold, just don't be lukewarm. And that's talking about purposefulness. It's not talking about salvation. It's saying, I'm in you, express me. <laughs> be hot, be cold, just don't be lukewarm. Hot serves a purpose, warms you up. Cold serves a purpose, cools you off. Lukewarm serves no purpose. But people will pull over Revelation 3, put it in Matthew 7, say, see, lukewarm Christians, not on fire for God. Many will say to me that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy? Did we not cast out demons? Did we not perform miracles? Let's pause. These are questions. These people are asking Jesus a question. Did we not? Let's back up to verse 21 in Matthew 7. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of God. And who is the kingdom of God? It's Jesus. But only those who have done the will of my Father. What is the will of the Father? To believe in Jesus. Says it right there. Only those who have done the will of my Father. Look, the entire chapter of Matthew 7 is Jesus upping the ante. Not even upping the ante. He's exposing the true standard of the law to those who were under the law. We got to remember, Jesus taught the law. He taught the law. So when you read law-based passages, it's because he is teaching the law to those who are under the law. Who's under the law? Israel. Those who made the covenant with God through Moses at Mount Sinai. You're not under the law. You're under grace. Not even a dollop. Oh, matter you just saying that we don't have to keep the commandments? That's exactly what I'm saying. I know you can shut it off now. Tally me up as one of the false prophets. It's fine. But in Matthew 7, we are told who the false prophets are. Those who said Christ was not who he said he was. Christ taught to law, the law to those who were under the law. Galatians chapter 4. Born when the time had come, Christ was born of a woman. Why? Because he had to be a human to redeem those under the law. Born of a woman under the law to redeem those who were under the law. Is it making sense? The new covenant didn't come into place until the cross. So before the cross, he was teaching law, 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 law. Why? To expose the self-righteous people's need for grace. Look at Matthew 7 with the verse at hand. You know, we want to say these people in Matthew 7 are lukewarm, but if we're going off of what we 
we want to define what lukewarm is, they were casting out demons. They were prophesying. They were performing miracles. It doesn't seem very lukewarm to me. They didn't do those things in his name. That's the key. If you read all the way down to the bottom, start at Matthew chapter 7, verse 1. Read all the way down to, I think that goes up to verse 29. It's all law-based. It's a law. Christians are not mentioned. Believers are not mentioned. These are people who refused grace. He said they were evil. You who are evil. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit. We are never described as trees by Jesus. Believers aren't. We're, we're described as branches. Enter through the narrow gate. The narrow road. Jesus is the narrow gate and they wouldn't do it. They're like, no. I'm following Moses. I'm not following Jesus. So, the, the wide road is 613 commandments. Few of them would ever find that. Few of them. They didn't like this little Jesus guy. They're looking for, you know, the Lord with the sword. And that is in the Bible. That's for a different day. They're looking for a military leader. They were looking for somebody who was nothing like this guy who was against the law of Moses, which is what they followed, and these were not Christians. So, Matthew chapter 7 is Jesus exposing the true standard of the law to unbelievers and to those who look to everything that they did for righteousness, and they refused to come to him to have life. They refused to come to him to have life. That's why he said, I never knew you. You know, and some, somebody might say, well, they prophesied. They cast out demons. They performed miracles. No, they didn't. They're asking him a question. Did we not? And then he gives them their answer. I never knew you. For Christians, he does know us. He tells us in John chapter 10, verse 14. And lots of other places, but that one in specific. So don't be afraid of depart from me. I never knew you. It's not directed at you, Christian. You don't follow the law. Sin will no longer be your master because you're not under the law, but under grace. If you want to sin, try to follow the law. That's why the law came in. Well, so sin would increase. Romans chapter 5, Romans chapter 6, or Romans chapter 7. I'm not bashing the law. The law is perfect. It's right. It's true. There's nothing wrong with the law. But when you put somebody under it, thou shalt this 613 times, you realize that you need a different way. That new way is Jesus. He's the narrow gate. He only has two commandments and his commands are not burdensome. His commandments are believe and love. Believe and love. And some people want to turn, you got to love people into a commandment. We love organically. We're not turning love into a work. Ephesians chapter six says, you have an incorruptible love in you, an undying love. 
So that means it just happens as you be yourself. So we don't have to wake up every day and try real hard to love people. We have to wake up and just abide, live. So I hope that's helped you guys today. Busy out here in my neighborhood. It is a beautiful day. And um, always tell the truth about yourself. Always tell the truth about yourself. Never apply a Bible passage directed at an unbeliever to yourself. Never. Matthew chapter 7 is not describing Christians. You're good to go, friend. There's nothing wrong with you. And when you tell the truth about yourself and you continually hear it, your actions and attitudes will mature. You're not changing. You've been changed. But you'll grow. You'll mature. Tell the truth about yourself. What's the truth? You're righteous. You're holy. You're blameless. You're a new creation. There's nothing wrong with you. You're maturing. You're fully sanctified in your identity and your actions and attitudes are being sanctified. Nothing wrong with you. Good morning again. <laughs> Tell the truth about yourself. Even if you don't yet believe it, say it. This is not believe to achieveism. This is you renewing your mind to the truth of who you are. So I hope you enjoyed this today. I hope it encouraged you. And um, until next time, my friends, we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me on this Walk Talk. Please be sure to rate and review this podcast and share it with others. Subscribe right now so you don't miss out on any new content. To be encouraged daily, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. If you want even more information on my ministry or to check out my books, go to www.mattmcmillan.com.